0: Welcome to the Masked Man Show on the Ringer Podcast Network. Before we get started, we'd like to tell you about the Ringer's YouTube channel. We stepped up our game in 2017 with weekly videos like Cousin Sal's Best Bets, Slow News Day, I may or may not have been on that one, NBA Desktop, which is awesome, no BS, Table Reads, Ron Stroman was one of the first ones who did it, Director's Commentary, and Captain Morgan's Make Believe Casino, as well as our video podcasts and mini-movies like Take Hunter, Ringer 360, and Claytheism. Coming in 2018, there'll be a weekly video mailbag from none other than Bill Simmons, Mallory Out of a Hat, and a slew of other new digital shows. Don't miss anything. Just go to the slash video, or even better, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash theringer. What's up, guys? It's your girl, WWE
1: superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman.
0: My name's Kevin Owens. I'm uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to The Masked Man
1: Show. And you are listening listening to The Masked Man Show. And you're listening to The Masked Man Show.
0: Welcome to 2018 and welcome to the Masked Man Show. I'm David Shoemaker here as always with Dave Schilling. Big Daddy Dave Schilling. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. How was your how was your holiday? Awesome. How's your new year? Uh really good. I have I'm gonna have a, a pro wrestling Tees t shirt coming. I out. saw I saw that on Twitter. Can you believe it? Um I spent more time on Twitter over the holiday than I have probably in the past year combined. Cause you're avoiding your family. Um, no, because I just had so much free time, I ran out of other things to look at on my
1: phone. <laughs> there are other things in the world to look at besides a phone. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah, it's true. You're like a Black Mirror episode over here. Uh,
0: I, and I watched a few episodes of Black Mirror, and that's what we'll be talking about today on oh, The Last Man Show. <laughs> Great. Um, let's see, what, what should, I have no idea where to start today. We have a couple episodes of Raw that we didn't touch on yet. Uh, we have a, uh, uh, Wrestle Kingdom was last night, or was it last night? Yeah. It was, it was this morning. Right. Um, I was watching it this morning. I never, but I was also, I watched, like, I didn't really watch Raw and the, and SmackDown on Christmas because it was Christmas. Yeah. My gift to my family was you don't have to watch <laughs> wrestling. The me.
1: most beautiful the gift of Jericho, if you will.
0: Yeah, and then I was, so I so I watched like the new episodes and then tried to backtrack to the old episodes and it was the biggest mind-eff, like you just can't do it. It's a
1: story that's told in a linear fashion,
0: David. So they say. Yeah. Um, right off the top, we should acknowledge the passing of, I don't mean this sarcastically, one of the real greats, Mount Fiji of Glow, not a storied worker, not a not a TV show that's about work rate or anything like that, but, but honestly,
1: one of the most memorable wrestlers of the 80s. I was not a huge GLOW person, but I knew it existed, and I would watch it occasionally. It's, I think, more influential to professional wrestling than people will admit.
0: Yeah, in a certain sense. I mean, just like everything else with wrestling, that the, part, the parts that we remember uh, are sort of like outsized versions of, of one little sliver of reality. You now, GLOW was just like a maniac you know, fever dream for the most part. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they did some stuff that was that uh, that that certainly influenced WWE going forward. And and if not directly, I mean, just the complete disregard for. Well, I mean, it was more kayfabe than anything else. But it was so kayfabe that it was just not anymore. You know, it was like so transparently a put on.
1: Yeah, it it admitted that it was a television program as opposed to an an athletic contest. And, uh, you know, that's something that I think you can see in Raw today and SmackDown today is the way that the cameras are placed and how people interact with the medium and that kind of thing. And also just women's wrestling being a thing. Without GLOW, would we have women's wrestling today? We certainly wouldn't have had Ivory. (laughs) It yeah. <laughs> was a big part of Glow at the time.
0: That's a that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's like like we didn't talk much about the Glow TV show, and you know, I'm sure it'll come back up again. But there's something to be said for the for the fact that Glow in its original incarnation just like largely missed the point of what professional wrestling <laughs> is, but that sort of made it great. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it was about as much. I mean, I don't. People are going to get mad. Like the, it was. It was like the the inverse of like a 30-minute uh, strong style wrestling match in a barn you know like it's like we're just gonna like it's like the opposite of like we're gonna pretend this is super super real
1: well i think in every era of professional wrestling there needs to be an alternative there needs to be a a, a product that is trying to do different different things with the art form mm-hmm. and i don't want to jump ahead too far but that's sort of the appeal of new japan pro wrestling or ring of honor or any of the promotions that are not wwe is wwe now is so much about the sort of storytelling and the way that glow was about storytelling that you have to have this other thing yeah. that is just hey these guys are fighting and they hate each other yeah
0: other thing is not our ring has more sides Like that's not that's not like a a, an alternative and like that's not an alternative business model.
1: I still love that that was like okay we're gonna have a six sided ring dude that's gonna be it that's how we're gonna change. I don't don't know
0: like there weren't it's not like people were getting hurt but like such what a weird like unnecessary variable to throw in that's like we're all wrestling barefoot on this show. You have to
1: completely like relearn how to wrestle with six sides. Not that I'm an expert on professional wrestling, but or how to wrestle. I yeah. mean, I think I am an expert on some level, but not in the well, sense that a I've podcast. taken a bump or anything, but just the you uh, know, you know the the geography of a wrestling match and how they flow and six sides is ridiculous.
0: Speaking of geography before we get to the good stuff, my favorite story over the holidays was Sid vicious canceling that indie <laughs> booking and then blaming Trump. Was that it? Yeah, he blamed the Trump travel ban. Sid.
1: John. What's up? Man, I just got back from the airport. They've got a goddamn thing on my driver's license where it says I didn't pay a ticket, and I got it sitting here. I just now looked through my mail, and it ain't nothing but a fucking speed ticket, and I guess now that fucking uh, Donald Trump has got these fucking things on different states, they can't let me get through without a passport, and I didn't have my passport. I can't find that son of a bitch either.
0: Oh, that was great stuff. is he from syria I, it's just such a weird thing there's audio circulating it's what it's that's another great example of like how wrestling is just great how the, the greatest storyline that could have possibly happened
1: was just this real life no show how much do you miss uh borderline crazy professional wrestlers everybody's so professional now and so like good at their job and and they have media training and WWE
0: WWE should just seed more rumors that you know they don't really want to push whoever because he's clearly unstable and people don't want to work with him.
1: Try to stab somebody with a pair of scissors or play softball on the weekends instead of wrestling. Sheesh, one more thing we got to touch on that we that, that happened
0: while we were uh on break is that or that you know to to acknowledge it is that Dean Ambrose is uh is out for six months or something nine, with nine months, months with the tricep injury. He wrestled his last show with like the full-on crazy. Well, I was gonna say the CM Punk sleeve, but Punk was just sort of like masking a. I don't. I mean, I don't think it was a tear of the tricep. I mean, somehow Punk's arm looked bigger the more he wrapped it up, and when Dean Ambrose had that compression sleeve on, he looked like his arm looked like mine.
1: Well, I think there was also some like metal or plastic stuff, yeah, holding them together, yeah. Um, was that when Punk had the staph infection? Is that why he wore the? No, the his staff
0: infection was in his back.
1: Oh right, okay.
0: I think he was just had a lot of a lot of uh, lingering injuries at that point. Um, but it's important to bring up Dean Ambrose because we need to formally apologize to him <laughs> for <laughs> any jinx we might have brought on. We will not change uh, the way we end the show, but uh, we I do love Dean, and he. This is his first. Is this
1: his his first injury absence? since he got called up. Yeah, he's the, he was the Iron Man of WWE. He worked super hard and and uh, props to him for being so committed to his job, but it was going to catch up to him eventually. Well, it, yes, that's true. And also of all, I mean
0: like the it's, it's it says something about wrestling, but the moment he uh, the moment they announced uh, you know multiple months off um I got excited for his comeback. I was like if there's anybody in this business that could use some time off and to come back I mean, listen. If he comes back as just like a unshocking, you know, save of Seth Roll, you know, Seth Rollins getting beat down, and Dean Ambrose comes, and we all know because we saw him in the airport on Twitter or whatever, uh, you know, that'll be boring. But but man, he could be great with just if he just came back resentful.
1: Yeah, a heel turn though. I mean, you can't really turn a guy heel when they come back from an injury. It's gonna take six months for people to stop missing him, uh, for people to be really ready to boo him. I don't know. If he came back, all they have to do is have him
0: come back, reunite the shield, and then just hit everybody with chairs. It worked before. Yeah. Um, Speaking of which, is the shield reunion
1: Uh, over? (laughs) Yes.
0: Uh, I really liked Raw two weeks ago. I believe I'm not getting this uh, a week ago, whatever. Week and a half ago. I'm I'm not getting this confused. When they teamed up, Rons and Jason Jordan, congratulations to these guys for being our new tag team champions on Raw. Um, and there was a backstage segment with Kurt where he like teamed like and they and they both wanted Samoa Joe and he was like no because the bar always gets in the way so you have to take on the bar and they were and you're an unlikely tag team and whatever I love I love all of that and then the camera just did the slow pan and Roman Reigns was standing there and he got <laughs> Samoa Joe and it was just sort of like wait why why would you not I guess the shield, the Shield thing really is over because why would you
1: not be teaming up these two guys who are long standing partners to Roman Reigns is busy. He's got the Intercontinental Championship. He can't yeah. be working tag teams. I guess that's true. I guess that's true.
0: Way to get me with kayfabe. Um, but I think this is a great example, Shield-wise, uh, about why you can never, why you should always pull the trigger on everything as soon as you have the opportunity, or you know, you don't wait for some Wrestle some hypothetical WrestleMania moment because you never know when people are going to be heard. Um, they sold plenty and, but, of t-shirts But sometimes shit breaks You know sometimes things go wrong And uh, I'll say that you know It was it actually I think overall The Shield reunion was was a success Because it kind of It alleviates the pressure of any future reunions You know it's happened We know these guys are still buddies And uh, when they come back together And try to sell t-shirts again, we will be just as excited.
1: Also, and I say this all the time about Roman Reigns, he doesn't have any motivation besides being the champion or being the big dog. Mm -hmm. And every professional wrestler um, who becomes as successful as him has something besides just wanting to be the champion on their mind. And so putting the shield back together has given him a motivation, which is protecting his brothers. And that's made the Samoa Joe angle more compelling to yeah. me is because it's a it's not just about they don't like each other it's about you injured my friend my brother and i'm going to come after you and i'm going to take a piece of your ass do you
0: want to talk about wwe or should we talk about russell king we first? have to talk about russell kingdom i thought it was a really good show i i, I, I should say now i didn't watch the whole show i watched the two mains and uh caught highlights of the rest that's
1: okay man you are hashtag with a life yeah, it's true. I get it. Um, very
0: much of the life this week. I was so into the Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho match that I almost had an inverse reaction to it where I was just like, why can't we have this kind of wrestling on, in WWE?
1: I paid attention so much more than I usually do. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, let me see what's on Twitter or let me say something silly about the show. I didn't want to tweet during the match. I wanted to just watch the match. Granted, I was watching it this morning. Yeah. Because... I tried to watch the show last night, and it was right after a Laker game, and I had I had to write about the game, and it was two in the morning, and I just I was done. I was yeah. done. So I got I got to the um, I got to the never open weight six man tag, and uh-huh. I and I, I, uh, I tapped out. But uh, it was it was a really fun match. Uh, I think there are a couple things that I didn't like. Number one, the the confusion about the rules. It's a no DQ match. See, I wasn't confused. We've established that. Yeah. Then we say, okay, so you can't, there's no rope break from a submission. Mm hmm. Okay, fine. But Kenny hits the one winged angel. Yeah. On Jericho by the ropes. Jericho grabs the rope mm-hmm. to break the break the pin. Yes. So why is that allowed? Because when you,
0: we're getting, we're going to go deep. Cave, I don't even know if this is a kayfabe. We're, we're, we're going deep here. Because when your hand is on the rope, you're no longer in the in the ring, right? It's not a falls count anywhere match, right? It's just a no DQ match. Got it. So there, I think there was once where Jericho broke the walls of Jericho when Omega was on the ropes, and there's some confusion. I, I when I was watching it, I read it as as the ref broke the hold, but uh, I think you can read it as. Jericho just got tired, and you know, like it's the, he, he, the exertion was on him too, and and Omega was was you know on the ropes was helping alleviate some whatever. Um, and Jericho did yell at the at the
1: ref. This is it's a no DQ match, stupid or whatever. Like there, was, Jericho was 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 holding his own. But on commentary, Kevin Kelly and Don Callis were saying you can't break this hold with the ropes. It's a no DQ match. It's true. And then, but w- he
0: could. But also, I guess being outside
1: the ring. Omega couldn't have lost the match there. Right. And then there was a count out. I don't understand why there is a count in a no DQ match. They spend I, so much of that match outside of the ring, which was cool because you don't see that very often in, in WWE. Right. A true like hardcore like brawl outside of the ring. But why Why is Red Shoes counting? <laughs> is there going to be a count out in a no DQ match? Really? Yeah. Well... The, I title, didn't, the title. I didn't, came... mind,
0: I didn't mind any of it, and I think that's why I didn't think too deeply about it
1: until I realized people were all talking about it. I mean, it's like wrestling's full of fake rules. Yeah, but you want storytelling consistency. Anyway, the other thing that, that kind of bugged me. <laughs> but the me, match was so good. Let's it was just... good. Okay, and then, and then there was another thing where it was clear that there was a problem with the blade job. Yeah, that Kenny was couldn't either couldn't find the the blade to get color. Or it just wasn't working because he he grabs red shoes and, and Jericho goes to sort of do his like posing. And then an official comes by and hands Kenny something or they have some sort of chat and then all of a sudden he's bleeding. Mm-hmm. It just that felt weird to me, but that's only because I was paying attention so much because I liked the match so yeah. much. No, that's true. It's true. I remember um a story. I think so. I think I was
0: told this story, and my, as I'm telling it, I feel like I was there, but as a, a kid, somebody was talking about it, maybe it was on TV, where Macho Man Randy Savage uh, in his early heel days, I think, rolled, at, at, in WWF, rolled under the ring and came back out bleeding, and that was, and my friend was just like, yeah, clearly they just have like ketchup bottles under the ring, so you can like square and I was like, no. No, you no, rolled under <laughs> the
1: ring to cut himself open. <laughs> oh, man, that's when you find out Santa Claus isn't yeah. Then uh I got to wonder like is this it? It felt like a blow off, but there's all kinds of people talking about, well, what if Kenny shows up at the Royal Rumble? <laughs> that doesn't seem What if it's, like it's the
0: other happen. way? What if Jericho displaces Kenny in the Bullet Club and can we have like Kenny's like
1: big babyface run? There was no um interference from the Young Bucks in that yeah. match. So that could happen, but I don't think Jericho is going to do more than a shot. In, in Japan. But what's the, I mean, seriously, I mean, like, how much more does he have to do? Not much. I mean, he he sold out the Tokyo Dome, or came close at least. It was probably the biggest Wrestle Kingdom in the last 15 years. They they certainly kept saying something to that effect on the commentary. Uh, and then uh, I, I didn't really love the Bucks match. Rapangi 3K yeah. is is good, but I'm getting sick of seeing the Young Bucks win. If this was WWE and they were winning all the time, I think people would be sick of them at this point. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, it's it's kind of hard. It's uh, yeah. It, I mean, it, I don't I don't obviously watch like enough New Japan to really have an opinion. But to me, they're a little bit like, I mean, they're on early in the card. Um, they're always they always break out something new and interesting. But there's a little bit of like a popcorny aspect to them. Like they're just like they're they're like an exhibition.
1: Yeah, it's it's there's a lot more comedy to
0: it. And I and I love them. Yeah. I, I would watch every Young Young Bucks match I can. You know, I can. I love. Them. Um, seeing them live is something really incredible. Oh yeah. And I'm seeing a lot, I mean, a lot of these guys we've seen live at you know PWG or just around the indie scene. They're coming back to Long Beach in March. You got to uh, go this time. We'll go. Um, but oh, yeah, the- it's. Uh, I mean, like I, I remember when um, Marty Skrull went Battle Battle Bola, whatever Battle of Los Angeles, and uh, I was just like blown away that they put him over, and the distance that he's come since then. Bowl is a real thing, man. Bowl is like
1: the most prestigious title in the business at this point. It's a, it's like king of the ring. It's, it's for the indies. It's the next big step. Yeah. Uh, his match was was really fun. Uh, I loved the main event, the title match. Uh, I was confused why Naito didn't go over. I don't know where you go uh, with Okada now that he has no legitimate challengers, unless you go back to Kenny. Again. I think you go.
0: I think this is this is this is where you put the belt on Kenny. Yeah. Or they I mean, run it back. You know, it seems I mean, I don't know if Kenny's ever gonna go to WWE, but if you just wanna like put yourself in somebody's head and you have no business being there, doesn't that sort of feel like Kenny's just get like like even if there was an offer on the table, he would be just like let me finish my long running storyline here, get to climb to the
1: top of the mountain, and then we'll and then we'll talk. Something about that match with Jericho made me think that it was in a sense a tryout. And Jericho will go back to Vince and say, yes or no. Because Jericho has been for a long time kind of a gatekeeper for new guys. He certainly was that for AJ Styles. Uh, So the question is like... He's that for a lot of people. Yeah, for KO to a certain uh, extent. Uh, Fandango? (laughs) Fandango? The report was not good for Fandango, I'm sure. Uh, so, yeah, I think, I think there's going to be a lot more talk in 2018 about him coming over next year. I don't think it's going to be this year. I think you're right. I think he's going to get the belt.
0: I was watching SmackDown last night uh, with the valet, and she was, started asking me about Shelton Benjamin. And she was like, why do I care about this guy? And I was like, oh, yeah, you have no idea who this is, even though she's seen him a couple of times or whatever. And so I started pulling up Shelton Benjamin highlight videos from YouTube, which there, I couldn't find a good one. Or maybe Shelton just doesn't have as many big moments as I think he does in my memory. Or, you know, like, whatever. Everything he does is the most impressive thing anyone's ever done in the ring. Um, but uh, anyway, there's a lot of really cool stuff. But uh, but there was, he had a, a match with Jericho back in the day that was – that they kept showing highlights of. And um, then I went from there into like just watching old Jericho tape
1: and it was just a wonderful night. He was so good at being a heel last night. Just being vicious. So much of his heel run um, with Kevin Owens was about comedy, and this was just old school Jericho doing the doing the pose and yeah. and saying "Come on, baby," and pulling out a, a lion salt and it's sort of the, like the. I appreciate Chris
0: Jericho so much, and he's given he's already given more to the industry than just about anybody else. I don't mean this is like a real serious critique, but the way that I I both love and hate the way the way that every time he comes back to WWE, it's like a totally new look. Like he and he's talked about it. Like I'm gonna. Just I'm playing a different role almost every time. Because you do wish that there would be more room for him to be like all of the Chris Jericho's when he's like in a major feud, you know?
1: Yeah. It'd be like the three faces of Foley, but the twelve faces of Jericho. Mm-hmm. Uh and one That other- would be great. He comes out in like long pants and we're supposed to acknowledge that this is a different character. Yeah. Uh one other person I wanna I wanna point out, because you're talking about Shelton Benjamin and like old old school WWE is Cody Rhodes mm. or Cody. Uh, if you don't want to get sued, I think he's awesome, and I thought his match last night or this morning or whatever you want to say, was really, really, really good. Yeah, and uh, obviously Kota Ibushi is one of the the better workers in the world, mm-hmm. but Cody Rhodes uh, held his own, and that crossroads onto the floor was just brutal. And 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 he's such a good heel, and Brandy adds a lot to to his whole shtick. Yeah. I I think he'll be back in WWE in in a year or two. But isn't he's...
0: yeah? It, it, like the, it's it's so much about the like you know the the fantasy booking right and like the biggest. I honestly feel like like the cool it the the giant indie show that Cody and the Bucks are planning um may go down as like one of the most significant things he's, he'll do in his entire career. But as soon as they announce it, that like. He fell, like, he, he, he dropped a few notches in my subconscious fantasy booking rankings because we just know he's not coming back to WWE
1: anytime soon. Well, he might, and here's why. Let's say they sell out a 10,000-seat arena. Sure. His price tag goes up. Then he can say, I sold out this arena. It was an indie show. It was just me and the Young Bucks. I was the top draw. Yeah. Maybe they bring in Kenny, maybe not. But, like, he put it together. He can then say, like, I'm a draw. I deserve main event money. I deserve to be at the top of the card. Right, but the show's not till later this year, right? Sure. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that, like, he's not
0: going to be in the Royal Rumble, and yeah. so like he's just a little bit. He gets pushed back a few spots. Sure. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That, that's all I'm saying.
1: That makes it okay.
0: Um, and it's yeah. I mean he he is he is really great, and it's just you. They could do so much cool stuff with him, um, in WWE, and he's doing cool stuff on his own. But like. It's just hard to imagine. After that, we talked about it right before we got on the air. But after that uh, marathon, uh, twelve and a half hour episode of something to wrestle about his brother, <laughs> his Dustin. Um, like, yeah, you just like, couldn't help but listen to it and think, and just imagine all the things they could have been doing with dust, with Dustin slash Gold Dust, all that all that time that they didn't.
1: He's a cruiserweight now, so <laughs> they're doing plenty with
0: him. I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, we can use that opportunity uh, to smoothly segue into WWE because, uh, and by, by all means, talk more about Russell Kingdom if you have more to say. But um, when I was following along Monday Night Raw this week on, on Twitter, because um, I wasn't watching live, the biggest moment of of all the things that happened in WWE over the past two weeks, the biggest moment seemed to be uh new Japan related when uh, Finn Balor and, uh, and Gallows and Anderson reunited backstage. This again goes back to that weird question of like, why does this stuff happen backstage? Like, wouldn't that be a cooler moment in the ring? I don't, I don't know, whatever, but um, yeah, that's, is this, is this a big deal or is this just a one-off thing and it doesn't matter?
1: Hard to say, because That's why I'm asking we you don't have a ton of history of babyface factions working. DX was uh, definitely an outlier. The Shield. The Shield. But they, I mean, both in both of those cases, they were heels first. Mm-hmm. And they got over as heels and developed their acts as heels. Right. But then you think about other instances of this happening. Remember the Union? Yeah. That was awful. The Mick Foley thing? Yeah. Mick Foley and Big Show? Yeah, it was. Did the union stand for something? <sighs> probably. You're Googling it yeah, right yeah. now? Yeah, to to, I want you to guess what it is. Uh, it stood for being really shitty. I know that, but you th- you're saying it's an acronym. Oh, no, 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 I'm thinking of a different thing, right? Yeah, probably. I don't think it was an acronym. That's a lot of letters to fit into an acronym. What was the Mick Foley faction that... Ha- oh, no, no, no. It was. It was an acronym. For what?
0: No, no, no. It was the union, but it was also known as Up Yours, which stood for the union of people
1: you ought to respect, son. (sighs) Vince Russo, man. What a legend. Anyway, uh, before we move on, though, he really loved acronyms. Remember uh, Sports Entertainment Extreme? It stood for sex. The Terry Invitational Tournament meant tit. So funny. Anyway, uh, Babyface factions don't typically work. Mm-hmm. Unless there's, you know, some history behind it. The and du- dudes with attitudes? Is that what the anti four horsemen faction in WCW is called? With Sting? Yeah. Uh, I believe so. But that was just like a thing for, for war games. That was temporary. This is you're talking about The Dudes with Attitude. Sorry, I got that. Two dudes with attitude was Diesel and Shawn Michaels. Right. But the dudes with attitude
0: was uh, Lex Luger. Wow. Wait, this is totally different. Eligante. El Gigante. El <laughs> Gigante, Lex Luger, Paul Orndorff, Rick Steiner, Scott Steiner, Sting, and the Junkyard Dog. Man, why do I always laugh when El Gigante is brought
1: up? Uh, is it the bodysuit? Probably. Can we
0: get him on the podcast? He passed.
1: Oh, he did? I'm pretty sure he's dead. Okay. I feel like he would have been on Stone Cold's podcast by now. Can you imagine? Oh, yeah, he, did. he died in 2010. Anyway... Uh, I think they should stay together, especially with the lack of the shield on Raw. It gives you some opportunities to do those sorts of six-man tag team matches and, and different combinations and giving Finn Balor something to do and Gallows and Anderson. Uh, quite frankly, all three of those guys have been misused significantly yeah. since, I guess, SummerSlam. Um,
0: before we get too far away from it, speaking of guys who died long ago... Dr. Death, Steve Williams, uh, the anniversary of his passing. is was December 29th. He died in 2009. Also a great in Japan. Yeah. One of the all-time gaijin superstars. They loved
1: big, thick dudes. They still do. H- him and Scott Norton, Michael Elgin, I guess. Though we shouldn't get into the Michael Elgin issues too much. I don't, I don't... know
0: that I could even wrap my head around yeah, it. Let's not talk about that. Um, but Dr. Death, uh, when he died, that was the, uh, the first thing I ever wrote about wrestling was an obit for Steve Williams. Wow. I saw, his, I saw that online. I was just like, holy crap, man.
1: Anyway, back to the present day. Yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was, besides the fact that it was kind of a fart in church, they just did it as a backstage segment. It was something the crowd was excited about. It was something I was excited about. It Are you just, excited about the new uh, Gals and Anderson t shirts with like the Nerdometer or absolutely whatever? Absolutely <laughs> not. That is one of the <laughs> lamest t shirts I've ever seen. I like their bullet club rip-off t-shirt, but I don't like gimmicky like graphics. See, they, There'll be no gimmicky graphics on my chicanery t-shirt. Do, do you see that WWE took the they they put a Facebook
0: post up of them that mentioned the bullet club and they deleted the, the bullet club part?
1: Who who in WWE Europe thinks that's a good idea? Yeah. Man, that guy probably got fired. For sure. I mean if Jimmy Jacobs gets fired for taking a photo, whoever that person is. Got shake hand definitely um but we'll see where it goes it seems like it's going towards the miz taraj versus the bullet club of jace which is great yeah i I think the miz is going to bring a lot of positive promo work out of finn balor as he does with everybody so i'm looking forward to that the matches will be what they what they will be because you've got you know basically two jobbers filling space uh, Bo Dallas and and Curtis Axel, I'm sure, are wonderful people, but they are booked to be. But it's great that
0: they've been they've been giving them screen time and all. I mean, it's the characters
1: are developing. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's it's really good. I just have to. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna. I, I Google. I tried to find a Google image, an image of the dudes with attitudes beyond just the crappy one on on the Pro Wrestling Wikia, and uh, there's not one. Although the WCW action figure set of Sting and Lex Luger did come packaged under the name two, quote, dudes with attitudes in, quote, the two-man wrestling machine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Two-man wrestling machine. So that's the
0: the second image. The third image is Diesel and Sean uh, being interviewed by Doc Hendricks. And the fourth uh, is uh, the WCW Family Feud Team, Mm. which included Jim Ross, Sting, Tom Zank rest in peace. Oh, no. uh, Candyman Brad Armstrong and Flying Brian Pillman. (laughs) I can't help but
1: think about Tony Giovanni saying, the goddamn candy man. That makes me laugh. Uh, I love Brad Armstrong. He was a great worker. He, he was, was really, really good at wrestling. It's really good.
0: A lot of weird cheesecake photos of Shawn Michaels and Diesel hanging out. <laughs>
1: and... Shirts off, I'm sure. Yeah. We should talk about Asuka and Alexa Bliss. I have some things to say about that. I don't know. About if their can't... match or just them as people? About the match and about them as people. A little bit of both. All right, go. I thought it was a fine match, but I realized, watching the match, Alexa Bliss doesn't look like a wrestler to me. Yeah, no. She's small. She's very small, but also, besides her height, she's just not intimidating. Put those two in a ring. Who do you think, just visually, is going to be the one that kicks the other person's ass? Well, that's, that's sort of Alexa's gimmick, though. But I I don't want to hate her. I don't think the crowd hates her. She's such a coward and she's so scared of everything and so legitimately not threatening that can you really take her seriously as a heel at this point? Especially if, as everybody assumes, Ronda Rousey is coming into WWE. Can you put Ronda Rousey and Alexa Bliss in a match and take it seriously? No, but I... Well, I don't want to bury Alexa Bliss here. It's no, just something that she's, she's, she's the wrestler of the year. She's a goddess. Yeah. Uh, I just, I it felt weird. The match felt weird to me because I, Oscar is ostensibly the babyface in that match, but she's way bigger and way more intimidating.
0: Well, I mean, it's better than doing it the other way. If they had like rushed a Alexa Bliss face turn, just so they could have like the evil. The evil foreigner, yeah, like the evil, like the mystical Asian coming <laughs> in and like spitting green mist in her eyes, or something. That's I mean, it's better this way than that way. I suppose you're right. Um, you know, if we're gonna talk about size, I think that the, I mean the, th- the the question, it doesn't, again, it doesn't matter any more than the rope breaks and and Jericho Omega did, but um, the women's Royal Rumble is going to be amazing to see how they deal with the throwing over the top rope part of the Royal Rumble. They've done previous battle royals, I feel like, where you can just kind of go out between the ropes, but they made it very clear that the regular rules apply. What would be really awesome is if they actually worked that into the storytelling of the match, where, like, Nia Jax... Who would normally be, you know, like the big, like the 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 big man in the in the Battle Royals, are all are always have the advantage because it takes multiple people to put him over. In fact, in the Royal Rumble, she's going to have the disadvantage because she's the only one tall enough to easily go (laughs) over the top rope. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Alexa Bliss could literally just not get eliminated if she doesn't want to because no one can body slam her over the top rope. You know, I mean, like no one, like it's it's gonna except for Nia Jax or Charlotte maybe. Like it could being short has a huge advantage in a, in a Royal Rumble. Wow, that's next
1: level thinking. I like right? it. Yeah, I mean, it, this it, it could be really cool. It should be interesting to see how they book it and how it it works as an actual wrestling match. Yeah, because uh, that the size thing is something to think about. Those ropes are pretty high compared to some of those wrestlers.
0: Yeah, and
1: the, the they've and it's formally thirty people in the match.
0: 30 persons, so we're definitely going to get some non-roster
1: talent. I am really holding out, out hope that uh, Trish Stratus puts the boots back on, just for uh, the, the big pop. It would be great. Yeah. I mean, I
0: just don't know. I mean, is there anybody really obvious that, I mean, there's people under contract, like, you know, obviously, like, like, I I don't even know. I mean, I think Maria Nikki, will probably be in the match, or you know, there's something like that. Or I think Nikki Cross will end up making a surprise
1: appearance. Ooh, okay, maybe. But there's
0: only so many call ups you can have from NXT. I mean, I guess that's not true. they don't you have to be have... permanent
1: either. I mean, right, Ty, Ty Dillinger was only. in the, rum, the Rumble last year. Yeah. Huh. Um, I think we're, it's, is, is this going to be Rousey? Is she going to make the, an appearance? A lot of people are saying the the plan is for her to win it. Really? Yeah. Isn't that disappointing on some level? It's sort of like not as bad. It is just because, as- like,
0: as great as like Shayna Baszler was in the Mae Young Classic, I mean, that was a contained environment, right, or right. controlled environment. Um, they could edit, they could do whatever. I just don't like Ronda Rousey. I just, I just would. I think as as excited as I am about Rousey coming to WWE, I sort of want the big women's match at WrestleMania to be like as to not just be like a a celebrity
1: match. Yeah. I mean, I think we all want that, but at the same time, celebrity matches are a staple of WrestleMania. Oh, sure. They're a thing that, that really helps. They can have that. Over.
0: I guess there's going to be two title matches so they could have Rousey as sort of like a more of just like a big pop and then have a better work rate match. Yeah. What is the dream match in the women's division? Forget about brand split. If you could, if you, if you were booking, you know, a WrestleMania or the Wrestle Kingdom, or just an imaginary super show with the WWE talent. What's your What's your top What's your What's your top women's match? It doesn't have to be something that's never happened before.
1: So it has to be people on the people w- on the main roster right now. Here's the problem with that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've seen everything. Exactly. Yeah. I've seen it all. I could have said Alexa Bliss and Charlotte. and Charlotte, but that's been done. I could have said Alexa Bliss and Asuka. That's been done. I could have said Sasha Banks. I mean, is it Charlotte-Oscar? Is that the is that the biggest, is yes, that the number one match right now? That's the only one we haven't seen. But that's not what we're getting. Yeah. We're getting Oscar and potentially Ronda Rousey and Charlotte and God knows who. I don't know. who. I guess Carmella. She's still got the briefcase. Maybe she cashes in and then we do the rematch at WrestleMania. I like Carmella. I'm, I'm fully coming around on Carmella. She needed james ellsworth at one point and i think when they released him that was an acknowledgement that she didn't need him as a heater anymore yeah so yeah she's come a long way from coming out to zero reaction on smackdown um or raw or whatever show it was, it was yeah she debuted is Paige okay by the way i think so she's okay. still being advertised for the royal rumble i would love to see like a Paige charlotte Grudge match. That's been done. I know, but now it hasn't been done in 2018. But I really don't want to see Paige hurt herself any more than she already has. She's so young and she's her body is trash.
0: Yeah. Jim's in my ear. Heel producer
1: Jim. That's right. Talking all kinds of smack. I'm gonna take a chair to Jim.
0: Do it. I'm um, sick of this. It's
1: 2018. This is the year of the masked man show being as long as we want. This is the land of opportunity. Speaking of, let's talk about up. SmackDown. Yeah.
0: What's happening in SmackDown?
1: (laughs) (laughs) What a question. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are wrestling AJ Styles at the Royal Rumble in a handicap match. A mild heel turn for Daniel Bryan.
0: I I mean, it's not even... Now they're just teasing us. Now it's like there's no way he's turning heel because it's just so
1: transparent, right? Yeah. The ambiguity of it is great. We that always a, talk about well, we want shades of gray and we want ambiguity and, and sophisticated storytelling and wrestling. But now I just want it to be over. Just do what you're gonna do. I'm sick of it. You don't like the tease. I'm done with the tease.
0: But without the tease, then there's nothing. There's just like But the
1: art the art is in knowing when to stop teasing and to pay it off. That's true. I'm not I'm I'm okay with it with the length of the tease. Hmm. Hmm. Keep that in mind, ladies. David Shoemaker likes to be teased. Not true. Um
0: so I'm excited about that match. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Um I I the the match that I mean the match on Tuesday night, last night, whatever, was great. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that main event. Uh Sami Zayn, I mean Sami Zayn always brings it in big matches. I don't I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but I think just like I'm totally Getting worked by his character. So I'm just expecting him to be trash, you know, or him to be like a, you know, not, not, I don't know. He's, he's, that was, it was really fun. Um, a little bit of chicanery to borrow a phrase, but, uh, there you go. but they, but they definitely like put over the Huluva kick, which is great. And I mean, like all the, all the little things were just, were just on in that match. Yeah.
1: Put two really
0: great wrestlers together and you get a great match. And the way that Shane was just looking at Daniel Bryan as the show went off the air, just like, I, like, I love that 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 the angle is not him trying to fire Daniel Bryan. That'll probably come mm-hmm. eventually, but just like sort of tacit acknowledgement that like I have hired you and empowered you and this is a problem and it's just sort of, I'm just sort of perpetually perplexed and pissed off. That's
1: how actual bosses are. Yeah. They don't just fire you on national television. It's more like I'm really frustrated. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I don't want to fire is you. Is that
0: Shane's gimmick that he's just like a real
1: life like he he actually had a corporate job outside of
0: WWE so he knows how the world works <laughs> the actual His world. Ca- his new catchphrase whenever he's like mad at
1: somebody's just be like "you're reassigned." <laughs> 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 yeah, I think so. I mean, I think I think it's cool that Shane McMahon is acting like an actual human being. That makes him more sympathetic on some level than just like I'm Constantly so righteous all the time. And I think Daniel Bryan too. Daniel Bryan feels like a real person in this angle. I don't know how you blow this off. It doesn't seem like he's wrestling. Daniel did, Bryan. That is. Did you see? Someone tweeted
0: me over the holidays when I did an AMA on Reddit when my book came out. I guess it was a long time ago. And um, the Squared Circle Life Death Death and Professional Wrestling. You should. It's still available and very good according to people who have read it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay. <laughs> Jim says it's okay um, Jim you son of a bitch Everybody died And and although I never You know Part of putting together A wrestling history Is just like Sussing out the most True sounding thing Of all of the things um, And when I wrote When I wrote about Andre the Giant in particular I The point of the chapter Was that like There is no Like truth cannot contain Andre So everything we know about him Is probably a lie But There are a couple of things that I believe to be factual when I wrote that book that now I know are not factual because uh, I've been working on this Andre the Giant documentary a little bit. That's
1: two plugs in one. Well, I don't work on it.
0: I'm in it. I'm interviewed a little bit in it. And so so are other wrestling names. Okay. But um, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be really fun when that documentary comes out because you're going to learn just just very minor things that, I mean, significant, but. Things that we believe to be true are not true about that guy. Anyway, yes, I don't even remember what I was talking about. Um, Daniel Bryan. Oh, it, oh, so, I so, saw someone, the thing. So someone, I saw the yeah, thing. someone asked me way back when what would be the what what would be the card at Wrestle, or the top three matches at WrestleMania thirty five, and my answer was John Cena versus Roman Reigns, which was, I mean, it happened, but you know that's a thing. Two was Seth Rollins versus a robot, because this was, at the time, very far in the future. Uh-huh. I tweeted this week that we're not—I'm not sure that Braun Strowman is not a robot, so that could still come to pass. And the third one was Daniel Bryan versus Shane McMahon. How did you know?
1: How did you know?
0: I don't know. But I think I think there's still a chance. That okay. match is not happening. I know, I know that Daniel Bryan's not allowed to wrestle, and I know that it's just a—we're just killing ourselves to fantasy book it, but, like— If he leaves the company and wrestles in Japan, does that clear him medically in the way that, like, Kurt
1: Angle was somehow magically cleared by a period of absence? Doctors have said he's fine to wrestle. The WWE doctor has not said he's fine to wrestle. That's the thing. He he could, if he was not under contract, wrestle in Ring of Honor or New Japan tomorrow. Well, I mean, doctor. I mean, what is... Doctors. Actual doctors. But yeah. Not like Doctor Nick from The Simpsons, oh, yeah, like real doctor. But wrestling's like fake, you know. Like a fit. You mean like Doctor Isaac Yankum was like, yes, you're fine.
0: <laughs> no, I know the doctor is real. I don't know what the what is the criteria for being able to wrestle. Like you're not in imminent danger of a heart attack.
1: It's a brain thing. They can scan his brain. And and-
0: Daniel Bryan does f- diving headbutts off the top rope and like l- legit headbutts. He said
1: he would work a different style. He's Un- incapable i would prefer to not see him wrestle because no, of I, the I want him to wrestle health implications but you know what he's a grown man anyway um Rollins versus a robot book it <laughs> let's do it robo wrestlemania i think that was a jetson's cartoon oh man
0: um i also showed my entire family kenny omega versus the young girl
1: <laughs> over the holidays <laughs> If you really want to get someone interested in wrestling, show them Kenny Omega and the young girl. I actually think it's a good. It is a good
0: gateway in a certain sense because it it it's the mo- it's the clearest way of showing that like wrestling doesn't take itself too seriously, or that like we know that it's fake.
1: Yeah, and it's it's the most basic wrestling in that he's selling sh- moves for her that are very basic. Oh yeah, they should have a whole pay
0: per view that's just that sort of gimmick matches. Kenny Omega versus Young Girl.
1: Ric Flair versus a broom. Who wrestled the blow-up doll? Now, who did do that? Was that a Bushy? Yeah. I think it was a Bushy and a blow-up doll. Yeah. DDT was a weird thing, man. That was the promotion they did it in. It was wacky stuff.
0: Lots of weird wrestling around yeah. the world. Uh, what else do we need to touch on? Uh, do, do you like, we'll do the speed round. Seth Rollins and, uh, and Jason Jordan are your new tag team champions. Do you like it?
1: I love it. I think it's really good character development for Jason Jordan. He just becomes more obnoxious every day, and now other characters are acknowledging that he's annoying. Are
0: Okay. Are you mad that, that Samoa
1: Joe lost on Monday night to Roman Reigns? No. I think Samoa Joe's lost enough now where it doesn't matter. I think it
0: was just one of those weird things where it, just, it made so much sense for Samoa Joe to win, but it also
1: I wasn't upset that he lost. I think it was a blow-off. I think they're done. What are they going to do next? Roman Reigns is going to the Royal Rumble, baby. Oh, that's true. Guaranteed. We've got... Wait,
0: what other matches did they announce for the Royal Rumble? I feel like there's more matches than I was expecting. There's a triple threat between
1: Brock Lesnar, Kane... Right, away. I, mean, and I know Stroman. that one. I believe that's it besides the the handicap match. Yeah. Styles or Zones and Zane. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, no, it's the U.S.
0: Championship th- tournament. The tournament
1: finals, yes.
0: Are we just going to give Jinder the U.S. Championship so he can just continue his gimmick and... Yes. ...hate, <laughs> hate on America? Yes. <laughs> Him watching from backstage was seemed was pretty ominous.
1: I don't understand the the point of having uh, Dolph Ziggler drop it, other than it's like a Ziggler's got to come back. Yeah, he's gonna come back. The and problem then, is he he should have come back. Like, what's he gonna do? He's
0: he already did the gimmick, right? I mean, the, he should be coming back and now having no music.
1: Yeah, you know what? Remember when Natalia cut that promo like she was turning heel a couple weeks ago? And cried and and she was already a heel. No one's mentioned that since. I, <laughs> things just happen. Um, <laughs> things just happen.
0: 2 weeks ago on Raw, John Cena made his big comeback. He'll be in the Royal Rumble. Yep. Um, but he also had a segment with Elias which I thought was lights out awesome. Mm-hmm. Had a match with Elias which was very good and Cena won uh, because Cena wins, but like Elias I thought came out looking really good. This that was a that was a star-making moment for Elias. Um I liked. There's a lot of things I liked about that match. I think more than anything, I liked the fact that Elias is uh, is self aware enough to realize this is my always my pet peeve that the best way to get a big match is just to attack a big star. Yeah, and he played along, and it was they 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 tweaked the audience so well because Cena's such a damn goofball that uh, it was believable that he was just going to have a sing along with Elias, and maybe it would end with an F five, but like you did, like it it all it it was. It didn't feel like it was an imminent thing yeah. that he was going to get, you know, that he was going to get attacked.
1: Um, yeah, Elias is great. I think uh, if he, if you're going to put the IC title on anybody, once Roman's ready to claim the universal title yeah. at WrestleMania, it should be Elias. Either Elias or Finn Balor. Sure. I think Finn but would I be think, a good one. I think, I think it's Elias. I think he needs it more than Finn does. Elias Finn's got great. his boys back. Elias needs some sort of push up the, the card. Second thing, John Cena's winning the Royal Rumble. John Cena.
0: Wow. Um, I don't know why I have like a couple of weird notes. One, oh, by the way, you're talking about Jason Jordan basically working heel, right? Roman Reigns working more babyface than he has over the past year, although that the the title changes hands on a DQ thing is a heel stipulation. Yeah. Like that was a that was. Yeah, I understand why they did it in store, like why it made sense in story. But like that was a, it was an interesting thing to pull out. Also, I really one of my favorite throwaway moments on Raw was uh, who was it? Who approached? Oh, Alexa Bliss, I think approached Kurt backstage at the beginning of the show, and then he was interrupted by his own entrance music. He was like, "Oh, I got to go out there right now," which was I just really liked that because I guess. When people always ask, like, how do they know when to play the entrance music? I always like to imagine there's like a chip in everybody's, like a microchip <laughs> in everybody's neck. And when they walk through the Titan Tron, it just starts playing. But that was like, no, we're on a real television show now. And I'm running <laughs> late because I
1: I know because my music's playing. Well, Bruce Pritchard actually talked about that uh, on their show. Really? The Gold Dust episode, I believe. Or no, it was I forget which what episode it was, but he was talking about the, the Vince McMahon ear tug thing. Uh-huh. Whatever the last episode was. Uh-huh. Uh, and apparently it's just, you know, whoever's a gorilla has to cue the sound guy to press the button. Oh, it was the edge episode. I I, I have no idea what episode it was. Uh, but, uh, I totally forgot what I was going (laughs) to say. It doesn't matter. And on that note, (laughs) let's go home. Jim's trying to
0: get us out of here. Is there anything else we need to talk about? I don't know. All right. Well, happy 2018. Um, getting hyped for the Royal Rumble. How long till the Rumble? Three or four weeks. Oh, we got some time. Yeah, but we got uh, WWE's Raw fifth uh, anniversary coming up. All right. Out. We'll have a good, we'll maybe have a special guest next week. Thanks for listening to our year-end episode.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was
0: very popular. We didn't do any New Year's resolutions this week. Maybe next week. My New Year's resolution is to remember what I was going to say today. This is just going to be our running gimmick. Yeah. Uh, Jim, have we talked long enough? Are you doing okay back there? He's playing the music. <laughs> Outro music? Apologies to Dean Ambrose. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. Tony Schiavone here on The Masked Man Show. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on The Mass Man Show.
1: You injured my friend, my brother, and I'm going to come after you and I'm going to take a piece of your ass.
0: Hornswoggle's a dad?